Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. You literally just chop and change your tubes like a light bulb and the amp takes care of biasing them for you. So you can put whatever tubes in and mix and match to your heart's content. How cool is that? Sold. (laughs) Sold. And it's 350 (laughs) quid. That's crazy. Greetings. Welcome to another Guitar Smarts podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, I want to start this episode's announcement just by reiterating what we mentioned on social media recently, which is uh, that we've decided to reduce the output of the podcast to once every other week rather than weekly. Uh, And the reason for this is uh, to give us more time to put effort into growing the podcast itself. Um, We work really hard to make sure we meet every week and we create some content so that we can put a podcast out every week and that takes time and effort around our full-time jobs um, and our full-time jobs can be quite busy at times and the things we want to do around the podcast to grow the podcast uh, to help market it better and to help to get it into more ears of more guitarists like yourself listening uh, we don't have much time for that so uh, we're going to put the podcast out once every other week now but put more effort in in that spur time that we've created to really help get the podcast out to more people so this week Kieran and I are talking about budget guitar amplifiers uh, specifically the kind of amplifier that you can gig with so if you're new to gigging and new to playing guitar and you want to get out there and jam with some people this is a good one for you this is uh, spend a few hundred quid on you know a decent gigging guitar amp it doesn't have to be valve amp or or digital or transistor it could be anything you like but we're looking at what we think are the best value amps there at around the 400 pound five six hundred dollar mark anyway if you like what you hear remember to subscribe and like the podcast in your favorite podcast app that way you get the reminder when a new podcast is out from guitar smarts uh, and if you just jump into the show notes the description on on this podcast you'll be able to find a whole lot of links to different things like our buy me a coffee page where you can go and look at our Etsy store for merchandise. Uh, you can find some links to where you can leave us a good rating or a review on some of the other podcast platforms that are out there uh, that really help us to get ourselves into the algorithm a little bit better and help us to get to more ears of listeners like yourself. Uh, but have a look down there in the description of some of those links. Maybe you'll find something interesting. Anyway, that's enough waffle from me, much more waffle than usual. Let's get to it. 
Oh, I'm just going to have a little read here. Of my... Oh, look at this. Look, at, look, look at, at this on the back. Do you remember this? This Encore. Yeah, and Encore released a Donlay sensor strat for like 200 quid. Right. Are we starting now? Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're started. We're started. I'll, I'll make it. You know, I'll, you know, I'll edit. <laughs> you won't be able to. This first no, five minutes, is, it's just been carnage. Let's, let's just throw a little hello in here. Hello, Kieran. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> oh, mate. I'm in such, such good spirits. Uh, why are we laughing so much? Well, because... Uh, we, we we just said, look, let's 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 hold back on our little catch up and everything and, and get recording first. And then we've just spent the last five to ten minutes just talking absolute nonsense at each other and making <laughs> each other laugh. So yeah, we better we better bring ourselves together and, and, and have another amazing podcast episode. Where do we begin? Where do we begin today? Where do we begin? Well, I we usually talk about the week, don't we? But Guitar-wise for me, I don't know about you, I haven't touched my guitar this week, just because work's been so busy, but I do have other guitar-related things to discuss that have happened this week, which is cool. I know, you've got some exciting some exciting discoveries, some trips down memory lane, there's all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff coming, coming well, from you, I can feel it. <laughs> well, do you know what, I, 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 do you remember when we were talking the other week about um, the future of guitar, and I, and oh, I yeah. mentioned, like, I wondered what, the, what, the, what was the past of guitar, and I kind of tried to figure out what was in the first guitar magazine I ever bought as a as a yeah. student guitarist. Well, yeah. I found it on eBay. Um, and I managed to it wasn't on its own I actually had to buy it as a stack of six or five magazines but they're all from the year 1996 so I've got like this one here with Supergrass on there's a Metallica oh, all guitar magazines then all, not like Good well, Housekeeping or Gardener's World well get this, 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 this the guy I've bought them from is hilarious because right. he he messaged me saying yeah I'll get these sent over to you you know thanks for buying them um, and I got them from a bargain really I mean I got like six almost mint magazines for like 18 quid you know they've been looked after with the cds unscratched i kind of think that's a bargain really for somebody who's looked after them are they worth that to me you know yeah sentimental value alone yeah. of reliving your youth <laughs> yeah. through the fun pages so the guy the guy messages me saying yeah they're on the way and then um and then said and then he messaged me again saying oh i found this i chucked this in for you and it was the <laughs> fhm 1996 100 most attractive women brilliant what are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. And then, and, and then he says, and then like with a winky face, sent this for you as well, you know, getting rid of this. Like, okay. Oh God, and what's, then what's sends, coming next? And then he sends me a picture of the, uh, I, I don't know which number she is in the thing, but it was a, it was lightning from the gladiators. Oh. Just saying, oh, here's a little picture of lightning for you. I'm like, who are you? Who are you, this crazy person? This crazy eBay man. I've found. <laughs> it's like I'm not your mate. You can't just burst into conversation with me about women you're seeing in, a, in an FHM. Like, but I just anyway, it was funny. That's but brilliant. Was, <laughs> you, you go out to go and buy one nostalgic copy of Total Guitar to relive your childhood, and you get a whole load of smutty magazines sent to you. I mean, the, the, the luck you have. I mean, I don't know how this stuff happens to you. Right? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. It just goes to show you that there are fantastic people out there in the world um just yeah, they really are generous selling, generous selling people. magazines on ebay <laughs> generous people 
Uh, so right, we're going to have to get into that guitar magazine in a minute and 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 have some highlights. So yeah. that, that's cool. That How's your cool. week been? Uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been it's been full on and busy. It's flown by in a really good way though. Um, I've oh, I don't know, mate. I haven't worked through all of the things that I needed to do, so I'm feeling a little bit anxious, but but that's okay. So uh, guitar wise, um, I had a Squire Strat on the bench uh, this week. Needed a needed a full overhaul, um, but that's gone really well. That's finished. That's getting picked up today. Um, it's uh, hey, I, I learned something new. Every day's a school day. Oh, what did you uh, well, the um, the gent who, who bought me this guitar, he'd already installed um, a set of Iron Gear pickups after after listening to our, our our show and you know hearing what we what we thought of these these pickups. So it's a Squire Strat, Chinese made. Um, really, you know, pretty cool guitar. A lovely neck and fingerboard on it. Uh, he put the pickups in. Um, and there was there was a little bit of issues going on with the tone tone wiring and the tone pots, but you know nothing nothing couldn't be fixed. Um, so anyway, I was in the process of fixing that all, and one of the tone pots was completely shot. Anyway, um, that was why we were having issues with it. it just just completely gone. So I had to replace that. So in the process of me taking out that pot, I realised that um, it was a it was a five hundred k pot, and I thought, oh, that's weird. Why is there a five hundred k pot in a in a SSS or single coil guitar? Normally, you you see two fifty k pots. I mean, it's not an exact science. There is no definitive. Mm. Oh, you must have two fifty k pots in in a Strat, um, and you know five hundred k pots in in humbucker guitars. But it's a general rule of thumb, and mm. and certainly it's it's kind of my preference as a starting point for for if you're going to mod guitars and put new pickups in. So anyway, it turns out that all Squire guitars come with five hundred k pots. Um, the standard because of the ceramic uh, pickups that they put in. So it kind of works for that. But um, yeah, I had to break the news to the guy that that wasn't going to really work very nicely with his new new Iron Gear pickup. So I've had to do a full rewire on that, put in a new set of 250k pots, set it all up again. But it's turned out beautiful. My God, these pickups sound ridiculous, mate. Really? I'm so impressed. What are they called? Uh, Which model? So, so he's put um, the Texas Loco in the um, bridge, sorry, in the neck and the, and the middle, mm. that kind of Texas overwound thing. I've had to dial them right back to, to be level with the scratch plate because they're so high out yeah otherwise they just saturate too much but when if you do that and hit that sweet spot they sound great and then he's put a single coil pig iron it's called in the um in the bridge and that i mean it sounds like it's going to be really too aggressive but it's not it's just got a beautiful really usable bridge pickup sound not ice picky at all um yeah and the Mm. that set it works really well so that's getting picked up today that's all gone well Done a telly this week as well. Um, pretty straightforward setup, but needed a new jack socket soldering into it. The old jack socket yeah, had, yeah. had ceased, ceased to exist. So there's that. And then there's two more guitars that I need doing. But I've got um, I've got my first rehearsal with this new band tomorrow. And uh, my kind of promise to myself was, right, every day this week, just run through the songs that I've learned and just get the arrangements really locked in my head. I mean, I've learned the songs in terms of I know I know how to play them, but it's that last bit of making sure that the arrangement is kind of cemented yeah. in your head so you're not kind of having to listen to other instruments for the for the changes of the cue or the mm-hmm. overall structure. Mm-hmm. Just you're driving it because it's, it's a one guitar band. And I haven't, I haven't done any of it this week. I've just been too busy with work yeah. and, and doing these setups. So I've basically got tonight to get 40-odd songs into my brain properly <laughs> before this rehearsal tomorrow. <laughs> you're just going to push yeah. one in and push push it out again with like the next That's song that goes in. You're just going to be like... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the problem, man. When you hit a certain age, like when I was a kid, my brain was like a, a jukebox mm. when it came to, to guitar. Mm. People could just say, yeah, do you know this? And I'd just, you know, flick through in the brain, there it was, and, and out it would come with yeah. no thought. Now it's, yeah, it's like the jukebox is somewhere in the back of the back of the shed covered in loads of rubbish, so it just takes longer to find everything. Uh, exactly that. I'm like that now. When If I get a debt gig in the diary, you know, usually a month or two before, I'm kind of like, hey, what's the, uh, what's the set list? And sometimes I'll get like a cavalier answer like, oh, we'll sort that out on the week or on the night. And I'm like, uh, no, you won't. Standard function <laughs> like, stuff yeah, is yeah. the answer that comes like, back. You'll know it all. Yeah, Don't you, worry, you know you'll know, know it all. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I won't, you know, it just tell, you know, if you're a professional outfit, you've probably got a set list. You can dictate a set list to your band of depths. You can do what you can now to be, to enable the people you're gigging with to be more prepared, you know, or you can just say, oh, we'll figure it out on the night. That's fine as well. But it's your fault if I don't know the song and can't play it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult though, isn't it? To have to learn so much stuff all in one go. How do you do that? How do you, you know, I mean, I, my, tip to you would be to um do as much on the guitar tonight as you do on paper write stuff down mm, mm, you know write your mm. everything you learn your arrangements write it down find a quick way of charting things out so so firstly if you, if you think oh, i'm going to practice this song i'm going to play a little bit along but i'm mainly going to write down a chart and then I'm, next time yeah. I play along, I'm going to follow the chart. And then the next time I play mm-hmm. along, I'm not going to follow the chart. And I reckon you'll find your things will stick in quicker. If yeah, you do that's a good process that's a good of writing and playing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the songs I kind of I kind of know, but it's a lot of a, it's, it's a refresher on a lot of it. I yeah, mean, and some of it's brand new. I've had to oh, I've had to bloody get, learn Mr. Brightside again. Which, <laughs> <laughs> our favorite, our favorite. I feel, I feel for you. I feel. <laughs> feel I, I, have, I have like feelings of pain for you you know yeah and yeah. it's yeah. Oh, well anyway yeah anyway it'll be fine it'll be fine i do know i do know the songs it's just the arrangement so it's but yeah it's going to get to that point of the evening tonight at some mm. point where i'm just going to go ah oh, fuck but i've got two rehearsals i've got this week and i've got next yeah. week before the first gig so i have actually got two weeks still before the first gig but i obviously want to make sure that i suitably impress tomorrow at the first rehearsal you don't want to turn up and just not not know your your stuff but it, it, it won't be it won't be the case i know i know enough of it fantastic yeah you'll be so. right you'll be right as we say up north <laughs> it'll be, be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine i've played superstition once or twice before <laughs> just make some jokes to make them feel happy when they turn to you go superstition just say oh no I'm not into all that stuff or you know yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what song's that just play something different just play That's just start it. playing Sweet Child of Mine or something yeah. is that not that one no. <laughs> Can I, uh, so, can I can I talk about this magazine? Oh, let's talk about this guitar magazine. So you sent me a picture of it through, and immediately I had I, I didn't ever have that issue, but still the wave of nostalgia that washed over me when I saw that front cover with, yeah. with some of the you know publishers particular font styles and, and and little graphics that they used to do back in the day on every episode issue, uh, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I was just like ah. Oh. 
I want to read it, but you're going to, you're going to save me the, the hassle yeah, I, and you're going to tell me what's I used in. to read these things like every, you know, like I used to go through, I remember reading things like even the, the contacts of the people who make the magazine. That's how, <laughs> how in depth I used to read these things. I'm like, oh my God, Jimmy Savage. I remember Jimmy Savage. He used to do loads of, loads of, um, of, uh, you know, the tech videos and stuff like that. And, and, but even things like this has made me feel nostalgic. Like, look at the advertisement for Boss's brand new ME8, you know, floorboard and stuff Guitar like this. multiple effects, the Boss uh, ME8. The Boss ME8. I mean, they don't make effects pedals like that anymore, do they? Yeah. Oh. Hey, th- this gives you an idea of who's of, of how old this is, right? Do you know who was voted best new guitarist? Best new guitarist. So, what, what episode and year? What I keep saying episode. What issue and year is this particular Total Ma- Guitar magazine? Yeah, Total Guitar in the UK. This is episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See what Netflix has done to us. Netflix has just ruined our vocabulary. Everything's an episode now. Um, Yeah, so this is issue 14 and it is from January 1996. 1996. This is just, this magazine itself has just turned 26 years old. Unbelievable. We could have kids. We could have little baby magazines, you know, by now. (laughs) Be married off to another, I mean, Total Guitar magazine. What would Total Guitar magazine marry if it was a person, you know? I don't know. FHM. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Stop, stop. So the best the guitarist, best new guitarist of 1996 was um, Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. Oasis. He was a new guitarist, new on the block. And, uh, you know, I mean, 26 years later, and he's still an absolute legend. Best new band of 1995, Supergrass. Best amplifier, the Carlsbro JLX 80S. Runners up, Fender Twin and the Marshall Valstate 8080. That 80, was a classic. I used to love the 8080. That 80, was a classic 80, amp, yeah. I, I couldn't afford the 8080. Uh, was the 8080 two uh, 1x12s in it? Or, oh, I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. I had the 4040, mm. uh, which uh, this is very topical because we're going to talk about budget amplifiers in a minute. We are, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was my first guitar amplifier, the Marshall Valve State 4040. And all I wanted was the 8080 because the 4040 just didn't have enough headroom on it. But, no, you're right. The 8080, uh, I think the, they still had, when I went to ACM, that my first year at ACM was 2003, going into 2004, that academic year. And the teaching rooms there still, they, they had a mixture of amplifiers. Um, and they had a lot of Fender um, Hot Rod Deluxes um, and um, a lot of Marshall Valstair 8080s. And the number of, there's a lot of teachers that went for the 8080s above the Fender Deluxes. Um, and they sounded yeah. fantastic, um, especially yeah, the yeah. shreddier it's guys, good. you know. Anyway, I went straight to this as well. Priceless. Oh, I remember that. Remember I remember, I remember that shop. Yeah, I remember yeah. that shop. Yeah. yeah, Axmail. It was fantastic. The in, the famous interest-free experts in exports. Most goods delivered to your door in 24 hours. Jonathan, should we talk about prices? Should we talk about prices of guitars quickly? About <laughs> so 26 years ago. What yeah. could you? So, so I I re, I seem to remember mm-hmm. that you could get a full fat Gibson Les Paul for less than a thousand pounds, like nine hundred and something pounds. Well, is that is that anywhere in there? You the classic, the Les Paul a, classic. You, no, not uh, unfortunately not. It's actually quite a small product range they've got under the Gibson name here. The Gibson Les Paul Studio 
was oh, yeah. was six hundred and fifteen pounds. Bargain. What's that? That's probably about nine hundred dollars, something like that. Okay. Um, although actually, no, in the US it was like dollars for pounds, wasn't it? Usually, it, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, six hundred pounds for a guitar. It would have been six hundred dollars for the same guitar in the US, kind of thing. So for you, for our US and US listeners, oh, oh, unfortunately, we don't know Canadian dollars and things like that. So sorry about you guys, but. I mean, US dollars is the most stable currency. That's why it's used as kind of a... Anyway, <laughs> let's try not to go down that rabbit hole. Um, so Gibson Les Paul standard in black. They don't have a sunburst in this price list. That was £1,021. Wow. Why not make it 999 wow. Come on. I'm sure, I'm sure there was yeah. offers on it. Gibson SG Special, yeah. £510. So this would have been around the time you got your first Epiphone, surely, right? 95, yeah. 96? Uh, exactly that exactly that exactly that 1995 96 which which Les Paul was it I it's it's the one still this is still on the wall behind me it's yeah it's the I got a really what is now quite a rare one it's a um heritage sunburst epiphone Les Paul classic uh it was called Mm -hmm. but this one was a limited run that they did in bird's eye maple um so it wasn't a flamed maple top, it was a bird's eye maple top. Uh, yeah, I remember you those... gigging that a couple of times. It's a beautiful epiphone. Yeah, it is a lovely epiphone. You could get the bird's eye maple, again, as a limited run, a bit more frequently in, in just kind of like a translucent finish. Mm. But it was really rare to get one that was in heritage sunburst uh, in bird's eye maple. Um, mm. I think... I think it was about three hundred pounds back then, maybe maybe three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, I think you could be right. It isn't listed in here. I mean, the, the Epiphone Les Paul's standard, just the standard, is three hundred and fifty pounds. You're absolutely right. I've just gone to Anderton's. Anderton's is Anderton's, Anderton's are in here. Yeah, look, look at that. Yeah, Anderton's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the problem yeah. is all the prices, all the prices in here are listed as a deposit and twelve months payments rather than any kind of actual list price. Uh, but you can kind of work it out. So an Epiphone Les Paul Classic here was a deposit of £75 and 12 payments of £27, not yeah. percent finance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that works out at. Probably around £400, I would imagine. It's kind of about like the same money that you pay now for an Epiphone Les Paul, though, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Basically, isn't that incredible? Actually, yeah, that's pretty when cool. Think about it. That's pretty cool. Infl- when you think about inflation, but when you also yeah. when you also think about the um, quality aspects that ha- I think have gone up. Yes, there's been some some rubbish years and some switching mm. between different you know manufacturing sites, Korea, China, Indonesia, all that kind of stuff going on. But I think the stuff Epiphone are producing these days is pretty pretty well made out actually, and the guitars coming so out of the Far East are really decent now. Yeah. Um, and so you're still paying the same kind of money but for arguably for a, sure. a better better guitar these days so that's for cool. sure that's cool effects what what effects did did you have like a did you remember you telling me in an early podcast you had like yeah. a zoom or something I've like that I've still got it I've still got it still got it oh yeah man it's up in the loft what, somewhere I need to go and get what it what model is it it was the zoom 1010 1010 the zoom 1010 it was a small floor based effects unit uh, yeah. it sounded bloody marvellous people used to <laughs> you know you know serious guitarists much better than I was back in those days would be like wow the sound coming out of that thing is incredible and it, and it really was it really was yeah, um, that's I remember those 
being reviewed. They were really cute little, they, they were. simple That's effects it. units, weren't That's they? It. Yeah, pretty, like, pretty. You know, just like these. It's rather than kind of having a screen and, and a user interface. It was like yeah. it had like a a list of things that you yeah. kind of had to follow and press buttons. But the Zoom 1010 yeah. in Axmel is available. Was available. Hundred and fifty nine. Hundred and fifty nine. Oh, you could put a £21 deposit down and pay £23 for six months. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Is that how people used to buy music gear back in the day? Was yeah, it all on and, credit? And there's an application form in the magazine. You, you don't could even fill in see the application. that now. You don't Imagine even see that time now. when you used to wait for the magazine to come out to see if you could... I mean, imagine the influx of business that these shops used to have when the magazine came out. Yeah. And people would go, oh, that guitar's come down in price. And then they'd get on the phone and find yeah, yeah. out what the stock is, make an order over the phone, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or write to them and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I used to do that, mate. I used to, um, because I, live, I lived back in the, I mean, I've moved around since, but I've ended up moving back to pretty much the, the same village that I was living in at that time, um, yeah. having yeah. been to a number of places uh, on the way and, and come back again. But I remember being in my parents' house at the time, getting the magazine, as you describe, and in 1995, 96, going through the back pages of it where all the guitar shops would advertise and calling them up one by one yeah, with my yeah. pen and my little highlighter going, oh, yeah. I can see here in, in, in the latest issue, you've got this guitar or this effects pedal or whatever for this much. Have you got it in stock? And, you know, writing a list of who had it and, and you know, where I might need to, to, to kind of travel to to go and get it or they could post it or, yeah. So that, I mean, you know. It all sounds very, very antiquated now, doesn't it? When you can literally <laughs> just tell, tell Alexa to, you know, put a Gibson Les Paul in your shopping cart and well, that's a, it. a drone will deliver it the next day. It's all a bit, it's, 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 all, it's all very Well, very and this is the thing, like going through these magazines since, I mean, they only turned up uh, the day before yesterday or yesterday. Anyway, um, going through them has really made me kind of miss that time. Where it was. It's yeah. so easy now. We're, we're about to have a conversation, aren't we, about the best, you know, budget amplifiers for gigging you know the things that we've found or things we're looking yeah. at and how how easy has it been to find that information oh mate dead easy i, I did it at 11 o'clock last night before i went to sleep in bed on my on my iphone yeah. um with my super fast internet connection <laughs> and literally the filter on i think one of the websites i was using just allowed me to to do the search i literally just put in the filters uh the price range that i wanted mm. the um wattage that i wanted and then it just generated an entire list for me with the exact search criteria. It was it was like cheating. It was it's cheating. Really. It's almost like you didn't even have to think, isn't it? I've re- I, oh, well, some they did the thinking for me, and they went, "Here you go. You're after a budget guitar amplifier." That okay? I had to apply a degree of common sense, and yeah. it generated a list that I've then gone through and gone, "Yeah, I would have that. I would have that. I wouldn't yeah. have that. I wouldn't have that." But well, yeah. this is a crazy thing, right? I've made purchases in the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years of my life as a guitarist based on popping online, listening to reviews, reading reviews, watching videos, listening carefully, and then yeah. buying something. Yeah. Back then, if it wasn't in my local guitar shop, yeah. it wouldn't even be something I'd consider. I probably wouldn't even be looking, you know, even in a magazine, I could read a review, I could listen to the CD, I could find somewhere I could order it a mail order from. But generally speaking, I'd still go to my local guitar, uh, my local guitar store and be like, have you got a Marshall Valve Stair 8080? No. What's the next thing? We've got a PV Bandit. Okay, I'll try yeah. out that PV Bandit yeah. and then you go with yeah. that. Um, yeah. I still have one of those as well, actually. I still have a PV Bandit now. I might keep my eye out for one. Because I'd probably get one for less than 100 quid. 
Yeah. And, you know, if I ever went and did just a jam night somewhere, I could just take that instead of a Helix. But um, anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> but anyway, it's, this has been, it's been super nostalgic um, reading through these things. I mean, even things like jam tracks, you know, and, and you know, the things you can get free for subscribing and stuff yeah. like that is so different to how it was. And, you know, interviews with dead people, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I see the dead now, I mean. Yeah, I mean. no, that's what I mean. That's a really depressing way to, to, to track what's changed in 26 years when you thumb through Guitar Magazine and you just go, dead, they're dead. Yeah, they're oh, dead. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so, Kieran, Matt, what are yes, we talking mate. about this week? What's What's been our challenge for the week? Right, so we set ourselves a challenge because we've, we've done a few little um, budget challenges, haven't we? Yeah. Um, throughout, the, throughout the last year. We've done uh, guitars, new or second-hand, and to a certain budget we've built rigs uh you know pedal boards and things to a certain budget but just um just all of this talk about your move to the helix and you know we were talking last last week with with demo as well around you know amps and stuff that you bring to a studio what do you bring to a studio and and all of that made, made me think actually do you know what we haven't we haven't really spoken a lot on the show about um about amplifiers and you know i think I think clearly there's a whole there's a, there's a whole episode that you can you can do on 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 this, but we thought we'd just kind of focus the attention and keep with the theme that we've been doing, which is actually because you and I love really good budget gear that performs beyond its price. Yes, you know, um, and we like talking to our listeners about that. And sure, if you want to go and buy a, a hand wired, you know, uh, Lazy J or something like that for two three grand, um, you know, great, absolutely, you're going to get an incredible uh, amplifier to last a lifetime, but. What if you are a, you know, jobbing, gigging guitarist playing small pubs and clubs and you need a reliable gigging amp? Where do you start to get something really decent uh, today in 2022 um, that is going to is going to do the business and sound good? Mm-hmm. Right. Because and how much do you have to spend to get to get that? And, and you know what? To be honest, because I haven't changed my amp for, for quite a few years now, mm-hmm. I wasn't really aware acutely what was on the, on, the, on the market. And it's reminded me of a few things that are on the market and and again it's almost made me maybe open my wallet and buy something again because i was like oh there's some really cool stuff i know sorry i'm so easy i haven't i haven't yet but i know um, you've been you've been very restrained i'm trying actually. to get better i'm trying yeah. to get better and not he says i'm trying <laughs> I'm trying. I haven't bought anything for at least. Do you know what the the image the image of you sat in front of a wall of guitars saying, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. It's fantastic. They're not they're not all new guitars, I know. But I mean last year, I mean for for me, it was so funny last year when you had your little talk eye thing when we were talking about (laughs) guitars and all of a sudden you you whipped out like three talk eyes. Yeah, God just bought these three guitars. Just basically what you had Admitted to yeah. is um, is you had like a you, you had like a relapse, didn't you? You basically had I kind did. of like a 
no, but it was well worth doing. But yeah, I, know, I fell I, off the wagon big style yeah. that time, didn't I? Really, I, I just this is the problem, right? When we yeah. have these yeah. conversations where we go, let's look mm. at budget this, budget that, cheap thing. Yeah, in, every, in every, like when we do you remember when we did the three hundred pound pedal board. Yeah, and you were kind of like, I might go out and just buy all these pedals just because it's a great pedal board. I want to see yeah. what this pedal board really. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you didn't. I did did buy, no, uh, I did buy some pedals last year. Yeah, but not yeah. not all of the ones that we that we spoke about. No. Damien went and did that after listening. <laughs> well, yeah, the amount of people that I've had comment and say I bought the um, the uh, wish.com con uh, clone after listening to the podcast. I need to, I need to write to the manufacturers yeah. in China and, and get some sort of commission going on. But people are happy with it, you know, people yeah, are happy. Absolutely. It's, it's a great, it's a great con clone. Absolutely. And I, I didn't break it to the world. I, I, I heard about it on YouTube and all I, all wow. I really did was, you know, Anyway, we're going off piste again. We are going off piste uh, slightly. So, sorry to interrupt this really interesting conversation, but if you've listened this far, then maybe you should subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. Go and do that now, and then come straight back. I've got, I've got, I've got a great amp. I've got a great amp, mate. It is. It, oh. Well, what's what's the, the definition here, right, is we want... We've said a budget guitar amp for gigging, and that little comment there really kind of dictates to us what we're looking at, right? For gigging, which which in which I think means it has to be capable of a certain amount of volume, headroom. You know, we're looking at twenty watt plus valve amps. You know, maybe fifty to a hundred watt plus solid state amps. Um, I think. You know, um, I agree. I agree. I've gigged with forty watt solid state amps, and I think it's pushing it. Yeah. I think you know when you get a drummer on board, and if you're not miking up the back line, um, I think you've got to be looking at minimum fifty watts, ideally hundred watt in solid state, and then mm. you know you're covered yeah. for any pub, any pub gig, any small club gig. And yeah. If you're not if you're not miking up i think realistically you're going to need that otherwise you're just not going to cut through yeah i agree i mean when i had that trademark 60 that tech 21 trademark 60 um that was a 60 watt solid state amp and it had plenty of headroom for the gig it did but i'd be running the master on it at like halfway whereas a 40 watt like fender deluxe to get the same volume on you'd have the master on like two you know three something like that i mean i know that those fender amps to have i think Part of the problem with those amps is they don't they don't have I think they have um, linear volume taper. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Then linear rather than audio taper, which an audio taper should be, you know, um, it's logarithmic, isn't it? Because we, we you you perceive volume logarithmically as a mm-hmm. as a person. So um, that's again that's sort of a technical conversation. But yeah, so so that so you do have to account for solid state amps. Generally, they don't have the same power and dynamic range as valve. No. Amps, so no, but it's just a numbers thing. Yeah, it's just a numbers thing right and i don't i don't think i mean obviously i say obviously but i think we need to we need to forego the snobbery of you know you have to be have it you have to have a really lovely valve amp to be going out and, and gigging and and solid state is not is not pro level enough to be going out and getting a decent sound that's that's nonsense mm. um and and you and i have both experienced that firsthand you know playing solid state stuff which if it's sufficiently rated enough with an, enough grunt in it can more than handle a, a gigging situation for a pub yeah. and and sound superb um and price price is a thing right solid state is cheaper than valve so often i mean i i kind of i don't know if what you set your threshold at in your head but i thought 
probably around the four hundred pounds, five hundred dollar mark. Um, yeah, I haven't was, gone above that. I've specifically no, stayed okay, kind me of too. below me that. Too. Yeah. Which is quite tough, right? Because yeah. as soon as you start to go above that and get towards the eight hundred pound mark, thousand pound mark, you know, twelve hundred dollar mark, then you start to get into the territory of amps that we all know and love and have trusted for years as you know reliable gigging yeah. workhorses, like you know your kind of Vox. Uh, AC 30s type stuff, your Hot Rod Deluxe, your Blues Deluxe type stuff, even some of your kind of Marshall uh, kind of smaller studio version stuff that they're doing nowadays. Um, you know, that's that kind of price range. Um, so all of that kind of stuff is out, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't, and I, I would say for most pub guitarists, something like a, a Hot Rod Deluxe or a, or a Blues Deluxe is is your kind of standard gigging fare, right? But all of that's off the off the cards. We're going, exactly. we're going way 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 less than that. Way less than that. We are going way less than that. And um, I've got some. I've got some interesting. I've managed to get. I've made a list of four amps. I don't know if you've kind of just gone for yeah, one. three or four. There are more within that price yeah. bracket, but there's three or four that I would. Look same, at a serious contenders. I wonder if we've chosen the same ones. I, bet I wonder. I bet we haven't. I wonder. <laughs> I will, well, I know where my heart is yeah. and I know what I would buy straight off the bat. I think I know uh, what you would buy. I don't think I've got what you would buy on my list. But maybe I'm wrong because I, I think it's over £400, I think, the one you probably like. But um, but mine's an equal, my four amps are an equal distribution of solid state and valve amps. There's a couple of valve amps, okay. I think, that are, that are really worth a good look at that price range. Cool. Shall let's get into it then, mate. Let's get into it in, cool. in no particular okay. order. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to save the one that you would actually go and purchase yourself if you had to go and spend 400 quid? Uh, do you want to save that one as your last one? And, okay. and then we'll do like kind of your honourable mentions or or just things that you think are really cool in that price bracket. That would definitely do the job very admirably. Ad- yeah. ad- admirably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I will actually. Okay, I know which one I'd choose. I? <laughs> I, I think you, you, when you find out which one I'd choose, you're going to go, what? Why? Uh-huh. But I don't uh-huh. care. I like it. <laughs> I'm choosing this one. <laughs> Right, so no particular order. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, top of my list is the Boss Katana 100 watt Mark II Yay. 1x12 319 quid something like that around just over 300 quid you'll get it around here I'm sure that's probably about 400 bucks in the US um, yeah. but 100 watt solid state amp that's easily going to do you for for any kind of pub gig yeah. I think they do a 2x12 version of it uh, but I've gone for the 1x12 because I think that's yeah. a little bit more manageable um, I don't think most people really would get the benefit of a 2 2 by 12 cab in the kind of gigging situations you'd be using this amp for. I don't see the point of it really. Um, but that is a really like, like the reason I've gone for that is I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube in the past of, do you know the Andertons guys that do that kind yeah. of, you know, sound like for a budget kind of thing. Yeah, you know, sound yeah, like yeah. Van Halen or sound like Slash yeah. or whatever. The number of times they yeah. go for this Boss Katana amp and it sounds fantastic. Yeah. So I thought, well, clearly that's well worth a look. So that's, that's top of my list, Boss Katana. That was on my, that, is that top of your list or it's just on your it's just the top of my list, but not because it's the number one choice. It's just oh, the first one I've gone for. So yeah, it was on my list as well, mate. I think I think that's a that's a really cracking amp. 
100 yeah. watt solid state um I, I just you know you've got all of that uh technology in it that mm. um you know is going to be able to give you a whole spectrum of different sounds yeah and by all accounts it's kind of modeling technology does give a very passable authentic cheap sound um and for well, a lot of different styles from what I understand, I think a lot of it isn't. Some of it's digital, some of it isn't. I think some of the drive is analog. Um, some of the drive pedals that you can choose internally are um, still the analog versions of. I think they've basically just done a really big PCB inside of there that's replicating a lot of actual Boss pedals. But I mean, the reviews are fantastic. I've got a. I've got a caveat. I've never played through one. In fact, um, there's only one amp in my list I've ever played through. <laughs> But I've li- I've heard them all, and I've been impressed when I've what I have heard played through all of these. Um, I've been impressed. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, and and same, mate. And I think that's testament to the way in which we purchase gear nowadays, which is actually you kind of order it and try it out, and then if you don't like it, you return it. So, so I've heard I've heard these amps either played by somebody else at a gig situation, or see, you know watched enough of the YouTube stuff and read enough of the reviews. I've played some of them, but. Um, yeah, the Boss Katana stuff you can't you can't go wrong with it. It's, that's that's cracking value. Three hundred and something quid, three hundred and fifty quid. I found it for. Um, that's a cracking amp. That that will get you through many gig situations, and it's got that Boss reliability and, and yeah. QDOS as well. I don't think there's any. There would be no shame in turning up with a Boss Katana hundred watt to to a small pub gig. It'd be like, yeah, cool, nice amp. I agree, agree entirely, and I think I'm sure it'd be a pleasure to use. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so there we go. What about you, man? What, what so you said this is yeah. on your list as well. Yeah, that was on my list. I thought that was a cracking amp. Um, then, you know, what, what else did I particularly like like the look of? It is, uh, it's quite a cheap one, um, but I think it's a it's a cracking versatile amp, and I have played through one of these before, and it, and it always surprises me actually how much of a decent amp it is for the money, and that's the Fender Champ 100 watt uh, combo. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a it's a full fat kind of Fender yeah. solid state amp. It's got hundred watts um, of power, and I and I think it's just a really really cool looking amp yeah. as well. It's kind of got yeah. that blackface deluxe kind of look to it, mm. um, which is brilliant. It's a two it's a two by twelve, so it looks like a serious yeah. piece of kit, yeah. even though it's from the Fender Champ kind of stable, which are mm. often those kind of smaller, uh, more cheaper amps. So it's it's. It, um, yeah, I mean, it's clean channel is that kind of black face clean, which you know is just going to take pedals really well. Yeah. Um, but then it's got modeling built into it now as well. Um, so it's got some kind of different, it, it, it will do everything from kind of tweedy sounds through to kind of martially. Uh, even sort of pseudo metal sounds in it, so um, I think it's a it's a pretty cool amp for the staggeringly low price of two hundred and ninety nine pounds. I mean, that's pretty decent for that a is... Fender solid state hundred watt two by twelve with yeah. five amp models built into it, two channel. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. That is that's incredible cool. value, isn't it? It is that is incredible value, and those amps are fantastic. Actually, yeah, I don't think yeah. you know. I, I've got a similar amp in my list, not the same one, but 
um, absolutely fantastic amps for the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've got friends that have gigged those professionally. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's because they like the amp itself or because um, they've used it as like a power amp, a cheap way of just mm-hmm. having like a power amp and a speaker, you know. But another thing I should point out at this stage, um, that's two solid state amplifiers we've gone for. There are advantages to having a solid state amplifier yeah. over a valve amp, yeah. right? It's not always a case yeah. of should does it sound as good as a valve amp well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. solid state technology has some advantages you know the solid state uh, tends to be a little bit faster in like audio yeah. reproduction that's why some people that really like funk and stuff like that a lot of people actually like yeah. the sound of um going into you know a solid state amplifier and then you've got people mm-hmm. like eric gales mm-hmm. who's a fantastic blues guitarist who's an incredible yeah guitarist actually and his signature amp from dv mark is a solid state amplifier i think it's called the raw dog um absolutely fantastic solid state amplifier um so it's well worth looking at solid state amps not just as an old cheap alternative to a valve amp you can't afford they are are, it's great it's good technology now yeah Um, sure it has been for a while so i'd actually quite like to play through one of those plus the fender champ 100s yeah they're good I've, i've played through one of them and i was quite impressed actually uh, tried it at a, a guitar shop in Denmark Street um, uh, just before lockdown. <clears throat> just I was trying out a guitar and, and I plugged into that and I, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool looking black facey type yeah. valve amp. And he was like, no, it's just a solid state yeah. champ thing. I was like, whoa, it's really cool. It's really good. <laughs> Cool, man. Right, I'm going to move on to my next choice, which literally just yes. flies under the £400 oh. uh, kind of budget I set myself by £1. But it's a, yes. full, it's a, it's a fully-fledged valve amp. A uh, bit okay. of a classic as well now. It's a Marshall DSL 401, Ooh, which, is, nice. which has been around for years. I remember trying one out in Anderton's when I was an ACM student, yeah. like nearly 20 years ago now. And a um, really versatile Marshall amplifier. I think it had some great... Great cleans, great Marshall drive sounds, obviously. I guess some people would look at that as the competitor to the Fender Deluxe in a way. But 40 watt, properly giggable Marshall DSL, um, you know, combo amplifier for £399 now. That is a fantastic... That's a good price. Because I thought they were still around... Four fifty, five hundred pounds. Those, those, any of those DSL Marshall yeah. stuff. Um, that's a good price you've managed to find that for. I think it was in Guitar uh, Guitar. Yeah, uh, here in the UK for three nine nine, which is a really good deal. But that is a serious amplifier. <coughs> that's a great rock amplifier as well. You get a lot of serious Marshall bass yeah. tones out of an amp like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth a look if you're yeah. in a, if you're in a proper rock band. That's a good amplifier to look at for not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. I didn't I didn't find that one. I'm, I'm gutted. That's <clears throat> that's a good price. I was looking for a Marshall. Um, I think the you know you can certainly go for like the MG series Marshall, um, which is mm. fully solid state. You've got the 50 watt um, MG uh, FX, which is I think it might just get you through a decent pub gig. But um, I've got the Marshall MG 100 watt uh, combo uh, as, as my backup kind of amp. Those are great uh, amps. Which I use. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. It's got all of the built-in effects and stuff like that, which I don't really use. But if you want to get a passable Marshall tone, um, the I would definitely say the MG100 uh, will get you will get you through a gig. I, I really do miss the Valve State series from Marshall, though. Yeah, do you know what they are? Me they too. they had they had a tone to them which is much better than the MG stuff. Um, it's a shame they did away with that kind of hybrid uh, valve preamp and then solid state power amp thing because it yeah. did create a really really nice nice sound. Um, you can get also the if you're looking for a Marshall tone the kind of code uh, series that Marshall are doing now. Yeah. So, which is again their their kind of version of of modeling um, where they've kind of partnered with Softube um, and to create basically. All of the Marshall tones um, from their back catalog in a in a single amp um, yeah. with a bunch of effects as well. Um, I think those are, those are pre- pretty cool. I didn't think I'd ever see Marshall do like a, a kind of modelling amp, but yeah, um, yeah, they have. They've they've gone for it, and uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Would it get you through a gig? The fifty watt version? Mm, not. I think you'd struggle. Not sure, not sure. I think you'd struggle. Mm, I think you probably would. Yeah, you probably would. I think you probably would. So yeah, I'd go for your. Uh, I'd go for your one. Um, mm in terms of Marshall or <clears throat> if not that uh, if you're not that fussed about the Marshall badge and you and you can't and, and yet and you want something that's slightly different but you want mm-hmm. those kind of tones uh, Blackstar do a lovely 100 watt uh, combo, um, which is a which is a two by twelve. Uh, it's called the the stereo one hundred combo. Mm. And Blackstar do some really lovely uh, tones. You can get some really good Marshall. Oh yeah, fantastic Blackstar amps. Um, yeah. and and that's three hundred and seventy five pounds. So just fantastic value. I used to that's have a really Blackstar. Good, right? Yeah, did I you? Have, I didn't know that. I used to have a Blackstar um, only for a brief while. I bought uh, one of the modeling amps. It was like a yeah. It wasn't very expensive at all. Um, it was a, I think it was the ID Core 50, 50 watt. It was just about loud enough okay. for gigging. I did gig with it a couple of times, but actually got rid of it fairly quickly. Not because I didn't like yeah. it, but I dropped on a really great deal through a, through a friend for a Fender um, Hot Rod Deluxe, which I had oh, cool. for a few years, but it was the Hot Rod Deluxe that made me go, I'm sick of carrying a heavy amp around. <laughs> yeah, they're heavy, like aren't a, they? You they're know, a modeling heavy. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Which is when I, yeah, but but yeah, the uh, sorry, which one were we talking about? The Blackstar, yeah, the Blackstar amps. So this is the fantastic. this is the Blackstar ID Core, same same as you had then. So this is the ID Core, but it's the hundred watt mm. stereo version yeah, that, for three hundred and seventy way better for three seven five. Yeah, just a bit mm. more poke to it, right? And and you'd feel comfortable mm, that you've got enough poke. in the in the tank to to really push push yeah, yourself. Yeah, get your trousers flapping a little bit more, and it you know nice nice. But it's not the one I've chosen. It's not the one that I. That excites me. I mean, I, I no. hope it's a very commendable amp. Um, yeah. All of the ones we've mentioned, you just go, "That's brilliant! That's a great, chunky, reliable amp for that money." And 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 you'd and you'd be very happy to turn up and with any of those oh, yeah, at, at a pub would. gig. But it's it's still not the one that that, that floats my floats my boat. Well, my next one actually. Do you know what? I've gone for another Marshall, and it's another Marshall valve amp again. A great deal from Where guitar, are you guitar, these Marshall valve amps? guitar, guitar. Okay, the yeah. Marshall Origin nice. twenty watt combo oh, yeah. valve amp. So it's only twenty watt, but twenty watt. But 
it's a proper proper valve amp and mm-hmm. that's going to be loud enough for for a gig for a pub gig yeah you're going to drive it pretty hard but these came out a couple of years ago and kind of the plan from marshall was that it was kind of meant to be a bit more like the classic marshall jtm like plexi, plexi kind of tone yeah. so yeah not yeah, very yeah. high gain that dsl 40 no. that dsl 40 that i mentioned last time you're going to get some pretty high gain sounds out of that. This Origin 20 yes. is barely going to go past crunch, you know, all the way up. I've played um, one. I've, I've, have I've you played, played one? one? Yeah, I've played one of those down at um, the guitar store. It's, it's really good. It's it's really good. Um, I imagine if you want to just chug along playing ACDC all night, you're going to absolutely that. love that amp. It's Led Zeppelin. It's yeah. ACDC. It's kind of, you know, even on the, the second channel kind of wound up, I'm pretty sure it's two-channel, um, it's... It, it still doesn't get that that dirty. It's got a boost twitch or something on it that I remember, which kind of saturates it a bit. Yeah. But, um, but it takes pedals really well. So that's the thing that I've heard. Stick yeah, a stick really a drive good. pedal in front of it and wind it up, and it's a great sounding amp. It really is. That's and and for three hundred and ninety nine quid at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's only at the moment. From I don't think it was at that price on some of the other places I looked, but on Guitar Guitar I saw it for three hundred ninety nine pounds. So probably four. Five hundred dollars, something like that. I mean, it's, it's the one that's got the old school kind of uh, yes. grey grill cover with the old, the old, older style Marshall. Exactly logo. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, cool. it's really cool. Very, um, very cool yeah. amp, and that is that, that. That's a great choice. I think. I think you're gigging with that. You're going to have a lot of fun. And 20, 20 watts enough, enough in a valve amp to yeah. To get, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right. You got to be. It depends how loud a band you're in. Um, yeah, if you're in a pretty loud band, you, you're probably not going to have much clean headroom. No. Um, so depends on the kind of band. But I, I've gigged with 20 watt valve amps before and had plenty of headroom. You know, I had that Jet City um, head and cab one just for a brief time. Um, a very, a very really brief great. time. And that, was a, and that was an 18 watt head, I think. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. 18 or 20 watt head. Okay. And um, I, had, I had it nowhere near um, max volume and it was plenty loud enough. Oh, okay, cool. That's so, cool. yeah. So anyway, I want to. I don't. I only have one more choice. Me too. Me too, mate. What's what's uh, what's yours? So mine mine is an amp which I'd forgotten about. Right. So when I was trying to make the the leap from solid state into valve amps and getting into proper pedals and all of that a good few years back, I was thinking, right, what's going to be my first foray into 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 valve amps? I'd, and and at the time, you know, the, the prospect of spending eight, nine hundred pounds on a valve amp, you know, complicated by the fact of I didn't really know how to bias valves. I I wasn't really sure about the reliability of of valve amps and whether it was just going to, you know, let me down. I was completely solid state up until then. Mm. I was thinking, oh, right, where do do I start? And I tried to get hold of this amp that I'm going to mention as my first purchase, and I couldn't find it anywhere. They didn't have them in stock. It was supposed to be a, a kind of... Uh, readily available item, but nowhere had it in stock and I was getting impatient. And so I went into my local guitar shop and just started trying amps and, and yeah. ultimately fell in love with the Fender Blues Deluxe and just went, well, yeah, this is this is why people rave about valve amps. Yeah. I'll have this one. And, and, and that was it. And it's only through doing this research on this last night that I remembered this amp. 
and went, oh my God, yeah, I really wanted this amp. And it is uh, an amp by a manufacturer called Bugera, which uh, which is uh, from the Behringer stable. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so these amps, you know, it's now probably been available for about eight, nine years now on the market. So they're available now, you can buy them, and the technology has come in, come into its own. Um have you have you seen these type in? I've heard type, of them. Type, yeah, I've heard of Bagura. I think have, have um, a look at this on your on your computer. It's the 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 one that I'm thinking about is the Bugera, so uh, B U G E R A and it's the V55 uh it's called. So if you if you if you get yourself Bugera V55 okay, got it. Right. Ooh, so it's a, a pretty looking thing. It is a pretty looking thing, right? This is all valve, so full valve, right? Uh two channel. Uh it's got 12 uh, uh, it's got three 12 AX7 tubes uh, and two 6L6s, which kick wow. out a huge amount. It's 55 watts of valve power. It's, it is just wow. a really, really cool vintage voiced valve amp, very similar to the kind of hot rod deluxe, blues deluxe type thing. One by 12. Uh, the speaker is by another kind of Behringer brand, uh, Turbo Sound. They make yeah, really nice yeah. uh, Brit- British Celestian-esque mm-hmm. speakers. So it's got that preloaded into it. And the thing that really appealed to me about this amp back in the day and why it still appeals to me now is, and I don't know why other manufacturers haven't done this, uh, Behringer and Bagheera as their subsidiary brand have really invested in making the whole tube element of this amp simple. So where they've spent the technology uh, and innovation is basically it's it's got this system within it that manages your tubes in terms of uh, how they um, uh, are supplied with current and power so that it is constantly biasing them to make sh- make sure they're getting the exact right wow. current draw. Which has which has an effect of, of twofold. It, it it's actually there's a little display on the back of the amp which tells you how your tubes are performing and you know whether they're in optimal yeah. condition and all of that. But it's actively managing the tubes. So the lifespan that you get out of the tubes is supposed to be like tenfold what you would get off a normal valve amp because it's constantly uh, looking at what current what current voltage and, and things are coming into the amp and managing it so the tubes are getting the optimum uh, kind of that, is so cool. that they need. Which so a that's really cool. The second thing is is you can access and change the tubes on it at your heart's content, and because it um, has this technology in it, you can literally chuck unmatched uh, tubes and mix and match into the amp, and it auto biases them for you. So you don't need to take your amp to a amp tech to say, oh, I've I need to get a new set of match tubes and can you bias it all for me and they have to strip down the chassis and kind of you know risk their life <laughs> getting electrocuted yeah. to kind of do all this you literally just chop and change your tubes like a light bulb and the amp takes care of biasing them for you so you can put whatever tubes in and mix and match to your heart's content how cool is that sold <laughs> sold and it's 350 quid that's crazy isn't it that is crazy when you think about for it self-biasing Self-biasing amp that is you can do what you want with in terms of valve configuration, which yep. is huge, right? That's you can a, that's change a cool the sound thing. of it drastically. And yep. I'm just looking at a picture of the back of it now. It's got these cool little lights that yep. light up if the tubes yep. need need replacing. Yep. 
And also, reassuringly, the picture of the back shows two very large transformers in the circuit, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing in guitar amps, not just the valves, but the transformers are what produce the power and really drive the power amp section. And, um, and that's a big part of the sound. So having reassuringly heavy, big-looking transformers, is that is a, amazing. Isn't it a cool amp? Mate, go, go and check these out. They are really out. superb. That is, that is every day of the week a wow. very beautiful gigging amp. Bags of headroom. Um, it takes pedals like an absolute pro. You would use this like a like a Hot Rod Deluxe or a Fender Blues yeah. Deluxe, where you'd probably go through on the clean channel because it's awesome and you just yeah. use it for, for pedals. The drive channel is there. But it's a kind of, again, very much like the Fender drive channels. It's kind of, it's a bit crunchy. It's a bit bright. But the clean channel all the way, wax and pedals in front of it, headroom for days. You've spent 350 quid on a really cool amp with a decent speaker already preloaded into it. And if you don't fancy 55 watts of power because you think that's ridiculous, they do a 22 watt version, which is identical, but just a tad smaller. And that's like 300 pounds. So you could have a 22 watt uh, all valve version with all the still going to be giggable, really, in it's, the right I, situations. I, it's a tough call, isn't it? Uh, so yeah. some videos of Josh uh, Smith, Josh Smith yeah. playing uh, playing the 22-watt ones really? on YouTube. Yeah, he, he thinks they're decent amps. Uh, and and, and he's... Because I've, so. I've gigged before yeah. with like a Blues Junior, Fender Blues mm-hmm. Junior, which doesn't fall in a price bracket, but that's like, what, 15 or 18 watt? It might be 22. 15, I don't know. 15. No, 15 watt is a Blues 15 Junior. 15 watt Blues Junior. And that is and it's six, six to 700 pounds. That's yeah. between between six and 700 pounds, depending yeah. on if you get one. And I would highly advise getting one with a Jensen loaded speaker in it oh, rather yeah. than the Eminent the speaker. The Tweed one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. get the Tweed one if you can. Brilliant. But that's double the price yeah um yeah. so yeah mate I, w- I would check these out i'm, I'm jonesing for one of these now. i'm excited uh, for you i mean um you know I'm, i say excited for you because i know you you're jonesing for one but i mean i, I really love the look of that out i mean it's a fantastic amp but man and you know what it keeps it keeps me in my now driving comfort my comfort driving lane of valve amp you know single yeah. single channel just use the single channel put your pedal board in front of it have fun and don't worry about it um in terms of all the modeling and downloading yeah. software and patches and all of the stuff that you're loving with your helix that i just can't be bothered with anymore because <laughs> i've turned into an old fart at some point and just want to yeah. go back to traditional stuff <laughs> uh, having been one of the first early adopters ever of a variax and line six pod floor yeah. unit and you know saying to everyone that this was the future I've, I've come full circle and I just want to use cool little valve amps but um, yeah, yeah these are good anyway I, I feel like I am selling Bigera amps on behalf of them and not getting paid for well, it well so I hope I'm you're gonna... on commission uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah check them out they're cool they're will, very, cool. Mate, they're and, very and, cool and everyone please just um, who's listening check out I mean these they look the part first off they clearly <clears> you know they're gonna sound the part as well by the looks of it and um, um, yeah, I'm going to check those out right after this recording, mate, for sure. They're cool. They're cool, aren't they? It's got a little pento triode thing as well on the back where you can cool. you can kind of squash and compress the signal a little bit and just change mm. the dynamics of it. There's there's plenty of plenty of little bits of innovation and cool stuff on that on that amp. Anyway, enough about those. Very cool. What? Uh, so I'm judging by your reaction clearly that your your number one choice was not a Bagera V55. No, what no, was my, it? My number one choice was not a Bagera. I think you. I, <laughs> I kind of, um, I'm not saying this, this is a serious choice, but it's not a serious amp. <laughs> but, but, like, but. I love a bargain, right? Um, 
And I think, I think, I, I think you, you know, you may struggle to take me seriously, and I certainly think our <laughs> listeners will not take me seriously in the slightest. Okay, let right. me start. Let me let me preface this with a story. Right, there's a guitarist I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of here in the UK. He's not a very well-known guitarist, um, but he's a guy called Nat Martin, who is, he's a guitar teacher in like kind of the Southeast. Um, and he plays, uh, he's taught at ACM in the past and he's played for various blues guitarists. He's very much a Robin Ford, jazz, Larry Carlton style guy. Very accomplished, cool. incredible guitarist. Got a, you know, go on, check him out. A guy called Nat Martin. He plays guitar on the blues circuit here in the UK for the Stevie Watts organ trio. Um, and they go out with a singer called um, Alice Armstrong, who's also actually, she's nominated for some blues awards this year. And she also records and writes with Matt Long, who we've had on the show, you know, oh, so you know kind of the cool. circle we're looking yeah. at, here, you know, the British nice. blues scene. Nat, Nat Martin's one of those guys. And he recently, um, I was following him on Instagram, and last year he he actually, he went into hospital with appendicitis. Um, and he came back out, and obviously he's all stitched up, and he can't do any lifting and carrying for a while, but he's got gigs. And he went out to buy a cheap, lightweight guitar amp that he could use okay. just as a clean platform for, you know, for his, for his rig that's super lightweight. And he bought this, and it's a Fender, you, you said the Fender Champ 100. Yeah. This yeah. is the one even further down from that. This is the Fender Champ 50XL. Right. And this is only £189 brand new. It's less than wow. 200 It's less than half the budget, right? It's just a yeah. very, very simple, solid-state Fender amp. It's just got an, in, it's got an input, volume one for one channel, and a gain channel with gain volume and a voice selection, so you can kind of have a modelled voice. Mm. Uh, it doesn't even have a mid-control, which, you know, mm. you know it's a budget amp when it's just got treble and bass, yeah. and then you can select an effect, so you'd probably just have the reverb. And that's it. And it's marketed as a practice amp but it's a 50 watt practice amp mm. and and he bought it because he was sufficiently i mean i i thought well if you're sufficiently impressed to buy that and go out and do gigs with um it must be good and then he posted some videos of him playing through it at home and it just sounds so good as a clean platform yes i mean i kind of like you know i i guess i'm just trying to make a point here which is the cheap stuff really does sound a lot better than it used to and actually you know this this isn't really a first choice amp but for somebody like me who has this helix setup with the frfr mm, there's a mm. part of me that's tempted to, to put 190 quid down on an amp like this to put to one side because you know if i did want to rock up at a pub gig somewhere maybe i maybe you know i love the helix i really do love this choice i've made but yeah. i you know i really can see there being some gigs in the future that i do that maybe i just want to rock up with a guitar and, and an amp and just plug straight in or just have a drive pedal in front of something that sounds good clean um and i was just astounded by the kind of um you know the the value per pound uh, of cost of this amp and what it sounds like and what you get with it the different voicings the different effects that you can you can have on it um so so that's my that's my number one choice bizarrely it's not a, it's not like a i mean your number one choice that bigger is super bang for buck right at the you know right fairly high up in the price range that we're looking at and for me i've chosen this because it represents the other end of that price range we're looking at which is yeah we're saying maximum 400 quid but 
And actually, you can get a £200 amp that, quite frankly, if you're a decent enough guitarist, you make it sound good. It's, sure. good, it's good enough that you can make it sound good and believable. Nobody's going to be there going, uh, yeah, his amp sounds a bit rubbish. That's that's the choice for me. I, and I, I you know, think that's a great choice. I love choice. things like this. I love amps like this. I, you know... <laughs> Do you know what, what I love that we've done, again, in a really unplanned, unrehearsed way, is we've actually gone and chosen what would work for us with our current rigs and our current setups, right? If we were going to go and buy another amp and not blow the budget on it, but get something really cool and really workable for us. For me, I think I might have mentioned it once or twice, I'm currently, you know, feeling really wedded to my pedal board setup and a nice... Mm. uh, you know, medium to high rated valve amp. So kind of around the 40 watt kind of bracket, 30 to 40 watt valve amp, where I can use it as a pedal platform and I can get that sound that I want. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me, that Bagheera fits the bill perfectly, right? Because I don't want to go and spend another eight, nine hundred thousand pounds on another heavy valve amp um that's gonna you know sit there being used as occasionally because i've already i've already got that but i would i would you know really seriously contemplate going and spending 300 pounds on maybe the the v22 the 22 watt version uh as a nice backup because i don't need another really loud amp so even though i've said the v55 um i would probably get the v22 version and be and be really happy and know that i've got a lovely backup amp there that's going to be a bit smaller than what i've got so for a jam night or a or a small pub where I know it's a small pub, then brilliant. Chuck that in 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 the car. Whereas for you, you're really wedded to your Helix setup now and you really like that, but yeah. you'd like the flexibility to just maybe if you're going to a jam night or doing a small pub to have something that you know will sound decent and then you don't have to take all your full Helix setup. Um, and that would fit the bill perfectly. So I think, I think actually that's a really good place that we've netted out. So people have got some different options to consider based on what they're favoring at the moment, what they've currently got in their, in their, in their rig and, and where some of these amps might fill a nice little, little niche mm. for them as, mm. as something else that, they can call upon. Um, and I've had that discussion a few times now with people that are moving over to the Helix rig where they go, but I'd still like to keep an amp as well, just in case yeah. for, for, for something I might need an amp for. And, and, and that's what you've covered beautifully there with that, with that 50 watt fender. That would be admirable for a, for a little small pub gig. It would. And I think also, you know, it'd be sitting, it's small enough that I could sit it in the corner in here without worrying about how much space it's taking up. And, there are some times where, where like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working here. I'm in between meetings at work or whatever. Yes. And then, you know, the, the, the wife's gone out to pick, to pick the son up from school or whatever. There's this little 15 minute moment in the day yeah. where nobody's at home. And I think I was, I'd just love to just plug in and just play something for, for yes. 10 minutes, just have a noodle around. And obviously that's the disadvantage to the Helix. Can't really just set all that. You set it up and plug it in, get headphones in, or plug it into my speakers and stuff, and start noodling around and stuff like that. Sometimes I do miss having something that I can just plug in with a clean just sound, a, a bit of reverb, and, and just just yeah. noodle for ten minutes. Yeah. Flick a switch on or off. So yeah. Something like that is what you, you've hit the nail on the head. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that. We've chose things that really f- fit us right now. You know, I've chosen something that 
fits right now what I think is the only space in my kind of gear, you know, collection. And same for you, you know, it's something yeah. That, yeah. that is really working for you right now. Awesome. I mean, at that at that price as well, mate, that's cheaper than like a Spark amp yeah. um, for a little home practice amp, but you could take that out and, and do a little pub gig with it as well if you needed to. That's it. Um, that's it. I, think you, I think you should go and buy one of those, mate. I think that's going to sit you very nicely next to <laughs> <laughs> you know, we both know who, which one's going to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk myself out of it at some point. But, I've got um, I've got one more very quick honourable mention actually as well, on. but it's go more on. of a product uh, announcement. Did you know Line Six have just brought out a new range of amps? Ooh, breaking news! No, I, Brent, I haven't, literally haven't only found it. out about it this this week. So Line Six have released a new range of amps called the Catalyst, um, and they're modelling amps. I think they're more like the Spider amps kind of thing. Quite yeah. simple, basic to use, but the it's the first amps they've done that use the the HX range of, of sounds. Oh, so you know, nice. there's a lot of Helix technology in those amps, but they're a cool. bit like the spider in how you you know you have a rotary dial for like clean crunch and yeah. stuff like that yeah. one yeah. to look at because you can get a 100 watt 1 by 12 version of the catalyst for 339 pounds yeah i haven't seen the catalyst ones but i know you could I know, and i'm surprised it didn't feature on either of our lists actually you can get the 100 watt spider combo yeah. <clears throat> for for in that same price bracket and they, yeah. they are brilliant amps but wow superseded now by the by the latest versions yeah. from line six cool man yeah good, so good go. mention fantastic yeah. What a great conversation. I feel uh, I feel buoyed in this storm that we're having right now, surrounded yeah. by trees and things flying around. I'm surprised it's I'm just crazy out of my garden out there. now. I can, yeah. All my fencing panels are still in place, which is great, but uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah, we've got red, red alert weather warnings across the UK today. There is, yeah. there is a storm brewing, and it, I must say, I don't, know, I don't know if it will come through on the recording, but yeah, it has been absolutely blowing a gale out there. Yeah, uh, so. you do hear some strange whistles and things in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, it's storm. Who's storm. The, what's the name of the storm this week? Eunice. Eunice. Storm, that's it. Storm, storm Eunice. Eunice. Storm Eunice <laughs> is in full rage. Yeah, hundred mile an hour winds and things. Yeah, anyway. man, it's crazy, crazy. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you up to this week, Matt? You've, you've uh, said you've got some practice to do tonight. Oh yes, tonight is going to be some intense practicing going on. Uh, ready for uh, band practice tomorrow, but very much looking forward to packing up the car, throwing a guitar in there. I think it's going to be the American Fender Deluxe Strat that's going with me tomorrow because it's got it's got the two single coils and a humbucker there. Um, so the silver that, one with, with the, the black pit guard. That's yeah. a beaut. That's coming uh, tomorrow. That, that's going to be the instrument of choice and uh, and my pedal board and, and Fender Fender amp. And then we're going to go play some function stuff uh, in the rehearsal studio tomorrow. Make some noise. Meet some new band members and uh, yeah, go from there. So and then do some more guitar repairs next week and and the rest of things that happen in my life. Yeah, how about you, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, um, I'm hoping to play some more guitar this week. Do a bit of noodling around. Do some more experimenting with this new Helix firmware that's out that I've uploaded. Um, sounds good so far. Um, cool. Some of the new options that are available. Um, I do a bit of guitar practice as well. I think I haven't got any gigs coming up anytime soon, so uh, I'll just be noodling around trying to do a bit, get back into doing a bit of practice. But work is mad at the moment, and really kind of heavily into doing.
doing some DIY and getting cracking again with kind of you know the house renovation because we're pretty much done. We've just got like the kitchen to do, oh, and then we're just doing things like we're almost at the point where we need to redecorate some of the stuff we started with, kind of thing. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, busy enough, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to another good week. Fantastic, mate. Well, look, love the chat today. Hopefully, it won't yeah. cost us too much in our, in our bank accounts, and um, yeah, we'll catch yeah. up again next week and see yeah, gonna, see what's happened. You're going to retire off gonna, to the to the lounge with your with your total guitar issue. The lounge, or maybe the lounge, the bathroom, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to go and read some more Total Guitar magazine from 1996. Brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Have fun, buddy. All, all right, buddy. Have a cracking week. I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. All the best, bud. Ta-da. Thanks so much for listening again this week. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this show. Like I said at the beginning, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, as from now on, we're going to be a bi-weekly show rather than every week. Um, but if you uh, like what you hear, then remember, as always, subscribe and like, share it with your friends. Let's get this podcast into the ears of more people and help to increase our reach. Um, check out the description for some of the links to some interesting pages, our social media pages, etc., etc., uh, really, really can't thank you enough for coming back each week and listening to Kieran and myself talk. Um, and if you've got anything to say and you want to add anything to the conversation, feel free to get in touch and reach out to us on our social media pages. Come and give us a shout. Come and tell us what you think. Give us your opinion. And if we've missed anything or got anything wrong, feel free to tell us. We will happily give you a shout out on the show and give you our thanks. Anyway, that's enough from me. Have a cracking week and we'll see you soon. Take care.